Live on location at KAKU 88.5 FM, the home of the radio revolution, the voice of Maui. I'm your host, Kavika Hoke, as always. And Brad. Hey. Brad. Brad. Aloha, brother. How's it? Hey, man. I mean, I don't see you enough. I mean, I see you enough because we work <laughs> together, but I still don't see you enough because I find that these days it's less just you know good trouble and it's more just like work trouble this is true so i'm glad to have you here because you know what today is a day that we we get a little lost in more pop culture than anything else we're gonna hit you with a little sidewinder at the end uh but uh really today's 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 more fun day we're gonna talk about some fun things some Mm -hmm. crazy things some chicken wings and in-betweens yes oh god i got chicken wings i got here yes culturally appropriate i'm I'm here right where i need to be (laughs) well 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 you know talking about appropriate and inappropriate which is we're gonna go right off the bat here kids all right right off the bat uh you know i i saw it in my feed but then i was like am i gonna talk about it and then brad was like yeah i'll come on the show and then i was like well send me some things that you might want to talk about and the first thing on the list the dalai lama oh that's man. right the dalai lama is recently in some controversy bigger controversy than kid rock i think at this point <laughs> yeah. because now now for those of you kids at home playing the home game you don't realize if you haven't seen this great debacle in your feed his holiness uh while out on the room uh he man he 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 was he says that it was like it was a cute little prank thing that he does but like i mean he, I mean, he break it down for us Brad uh, man well you know he he he's off on location and i wish i could remember exactly where he was but basically it was an outreach sort of like thing it was sort of like a meet and greet thing there was a receiving line and there were kids yeah, in this line yeah meet the holiness it's yeah. it's just like going to visit santa during yeah. the holidays you yeah. know you line up did they have pictures afterwards oh. <laughs> Not after this. <laughs> Almost mug shots. Yes, well, you know. $65 for three wallets and uh, sitting exactly, with Santa. Exactly. You, you want to sit with, your hol- with his holiness. You know, we take checks. We take cash. You know. Take your knees, too, if you don't pay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, he had this kid on his lap yeah. and was interacting with the kid and found the kid very charming. And, you know, the kid, you know, he's, I don't know, he's like... Five years old, six years old, and he asks him to give him a kiss. And a kid just, you know, pecks him sort wait, of like wait, that. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So like so like we just asking for like a regular like like you know like the French call it a little bizabis on the sides or are we are we just like I mean because from what I know it goes forward even deeper than that. I mean yes. was there tongue? It, the, yes, you're a mind reader. You're a mind reader. So then, you know, kids, oh, okay, your holiness, and mwah. And, you know, and he's just like, oh, no, wasn't that nice? That was yeah. And then you see his holiness stick out his tongue, and then, like, why don't you just grab a hold of this kid? You know, and, like, 
Oh, and then I, oh, man, and they cut the video. The, the one that I saw was, you know, the kid's face is all fuzzy and like whatever. But, yeah, I think he gave, you know, he, he took a little taste of the holiness there. And it was just like, dude, what are you thinking? Okay, what one, thinking? I have to say that that's, that's kind of awkward that he wants, like, his tongue kissed <laughs> or, like, he wants to wrap someone else's. That's like... That's like a whole nother level of schnoodling there. I mean, I gotta say, as a as a guy, so like I actually have a weird experience that kind of throws in line with this. I was I was once at a Renaissance fair, yep. uh, and uh, some weird things happen after like the lights go down and the regular people get kicked out and the people who live in the camps and do the displays. I I was. Uh, Blessed enough to be a live performer and do sword fighting and stuff like that. Cool tricks, right? And then it's like my first real time staying at this particular fair's camp that season. And um, we're sitting at a table full of pirates. And the pirate at the head of the table goes, gay chicken? And I'm like, whoa, uh, pirates play gay chicken? He's like, yeah, should we play the gay chicken? And I was like, okay, well, then what does that entail? And it's like, well, first we're going to start. you know. And then he's like putting his hand on me and then he goes for the kissing and fellas fellas i am very comfortable with my my sexuality and, and and quite frankly anything for a laugh as long as it you know doesn't punch down or cause harm or spread disease i'm okay with so i was like chance him so but then i was like okay all right this guy looks like a crusty pirate but i'm gonna kiss him to win this game because there's a lot of booze on the line <laughs> so then i i go in and what you think is just gonna be a, like a kiss and then he tried to like win the fight by like going for the Frenchie. Oh, gosh. But then, no, but then here was the weirdest part. Like, guys, I mean, how do you kiss with your teeth? Oh, boy. <laughs> it oh, was no. all teeth. I don't oh, get that. Like, man. his teeth actually, like, gnashed into oh, my teeth. And I was no. like, bro, 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 bro. You can stick your tongue down my throat, but when your teeth get involved. Anyways, that's as weird as my life gets. Uh, when uh, you go off to play Pirate at Ren Fair, wear protection not just from scurvy all right mm. it takes more than just oranges to protect yourself from exactly. pirates <laughs> exactly you got one of those brady bunch kisses yeah yeah marsha 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 <laughs> but no so the dalai lama goes and like it's just like oh just a little peck and then it turns into yeah man and, and i mean you know and the you know and then then of course his people put forth kind of like this apology and he didn't mean anything and you know there are other people who I are trying to mean say, it yeah, and there are other there are other people who are out there who are saying that it was some kind of a cultural misunderstanding, and I'm like, wait, what? What, what culture? Is, where? Thank you. Asks a child, "Will you kiss my tongue? Suck my tongue?" You know, he had already gotten the hey, bingo, hey, hey, and then hey, he was like, we, he wanted the bonus plan. We, we gotta watch ourselves. Going. This is this is a this is a very deadly territory to yeah, be discussing things like this mm, on air. But mm, no, hey, I kid, I kid. Yeah, it's just sort of like, hey, you know, Hitler, he was terrible, but he was good with kids. You know, it's, it's just like, like come, uh, give him a pass. Uh, I don't think uh, we have to change his name from your holiness to your nasty. <laughs> Bazing! Where does he get him? <laughs> you know what's not nasty though that I'm surprisingly hyped about, and it's you know, and here here's the funny. I will lead with this. You know what? Spielberg said that if it weren't for Tom Cruise and Top Gun, that the industry would have fallen apart. And of course, a lot of us in the crew forums online. We're just like, bro, I can think of like 10 other movies. But I actually, when that, that conversation came out, I, I was like, I don't think Top Gun, like it it grossed a lot, but like, and it made a lot of good jobs during the pandemic. Sure. But I don't think it really like saved like the movie industry. Yeah, it's a right? saying a lot. It's because a me lot. as a producer, I look at like what the industry is missing. And if you really want to save the industry right now, I've noticed we are in 
heavily short supply of good family films. Like G and PG rated films are at an all time low. Like, and that's why like kids children shows that do make it, they're like they're skyrocketing in popularity because there's just not enough content for kids. Yes, right. And so the trailer drops. For what, like, I was just like, who would think that this was going to be great? But I feasted my eyes upon the Barbie movie trailer. Okay. And, oh my, have you watched it, Brad? Uh, yeah, I've seen have that Have you trailer. watched both of them? Uh, I, I, I saw the teaser with yes. her just sort of driving down the car, but then I saw everybody like the cast. No, no. they have They it. have another one where they do a... Uh, like Space Odyssey monolith oh, since the dawn no. of time type yeah, of that thing. One I and like she and then there's like kids just lying around, just like totally like gray life, <laughs> just like I hate my doll, blah. And then like you see these legs out in the distance and these kids <clears> walk up and instead of the monolith, it's fifty foot Barbie and she's just like ding looking at you and then the kids are like throwing away all their old toys They're like yay Barbie I was like that's genius I was like that's a great way to tease into like how funny this movie is going to be but then the real trailer drops and I have to say that like the best part about it is it brings up a couple things because like real people who know the history of like Mattel and Barbie know that like Barbie Barbie is not the only Barbie there's a whole bunch of other ladies called Barbie in the Barbie verse that like, you know, you get your Brooklyn Barbie, you got your, you know, you got your Chinese Barbie, your black Barbie. You're like, and so like she, she struts out on the beach and is like, Hey Barbie, Hey Barbie, Hey Barbie. And then the best part for me was the fact that everybody forgets there's another Ken, right? You know, all these other Barbies. And then, so you see Ryan Gosling, Ken, and you turn over and it's it's so like this whole, like this comedy, modern comedy, beach blanket, bingo esque story. And you have like this, battle of the two Kens going on <laughs> while like Barbie's trying to go into the real world and like Mattel executives and everything like Will Ferrell's like an executive or yeah. something like that. They didn't even really like, they just like dropped a split second of him in there. But what I thought was just, it is, it has every potential of being like, like as big as a Pixar movie, uh-huh. you know, because yeah. it, it, it has something that the kids want but then the jokes are totally adult Adults. oriented yeah. in the background and they're yeah. not bad and yeah. they're not even blue. Right. They're just, it just, the level of innuendo on the fact of like, this is a phrase that parents say, but then we're going to change it towards something kids say. Exactly. And I just exactly. think that that like, it's a smart move. It's a really small move to make parents tolerate a film, you know? And then it, and it has a great secret way of just like unlocking parents on like, what really is good content because as much as I do like my R rated and TVMA content, like I really recognize that there's not a good solid pool of new PG and G content. Yeah. And we can have like adults can have PG and G content. Kids most of all should have PG and yeah, G content. Sure. But like we're in such a I think the last big all ages film was Puss in Boots. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. true. Well, and then, well, what about um, what's the what's the other one that uh, I, I am not going to go see this one? The, Mar- the new Mario. <laughs> oh yeah, that one just that just, just dropped, right? Just came out. So that one does work because as the reviews are coming in, kids are enjoying it. Yeah, adults are like, "This isn't my Mario," and yeah, it's like, right. "Bro, it's not made for you. It's right. made for kids that are like just got a Nintendo Switch and they're playing Super Mario Maker 3, bro. Trying to get like them hooked on the rest yes, of it. Trying to get them hooked right. on the rest of it. That's right. They're just like, it's trapped in my veins. It's me in your veins. First one's for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The first ride down Rainbow Road is free. The next one will cost you. 
<laughs> lying in an alley, <laughs> reflecting on all of their life mistakes, and it all started with that movie. Oh. That Donkey Kong Jr. is the pusher. <laughs> right. But no, the kid, the kids are enjoying that one. The adults are kind of like, we don't get it, yeah. and it's like you're yeah. not supposed yeah. to, yeah. you know. And I think that that's a big sign in moving forward. I, I mean, there's a lot of rebooted kids content that came out over the years and it really opened the avenues to like kids getting their version of it you know i think that the conversation came up quite a bit when like teen titans changed you know because there was like the like cartoon network toonami anime that was like gritty hardcore like you know even almost like prime time to late night quality teen titans with the conversations that were going on it yeah and then a show like teen titans go comes along and changes the whole spectrum and it yeah. turns into like teen titans meets regular show and it just it it, it changed my mind on a lot of things sure. and i was just like oh, is this just gonna be some like blues clues knockoff <laughs> ripoff thing and then you watch you watch a couple seasons and you find out like they do an episode about mlms Oh wow! You know, and they actually like like, oh, like, wow. like Beast Boy joins an MLM and is like, yeah, yeah, bro, I got the MLM going on. I'm gonna make that money. See, and then like Robin comes in and is like, what you don't doing? you know that MLMs don't make money? And then by the end of it, like Beast Boy's out on the street because his downline failed. <laughs> so I I think sad. that like as as kids content evolves <laughs> and we start you know rebooting, reducing content. You know, I think that there has to be a place to recognize that things like, you know, Super Mario eventually has to go back to its roots. Sure. And it has to Because, yeah. like, yeah. for me, Super Mario, when it first came out, it was on Nintendo Entertainment System back in the 80s. And then we had Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and then as far as sort of, like, programming that you used to watch, uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Sesame Street was sort of, like, in your lexicon of stuff yes. that you watched as yes. a kid. And, um, I mean... I remember Zoom that used to come out. Oh, man, I was addicted to that. And the Electric Company? They Jeez. still do Electric Company. They still do they it. They still do oh it. Oh, my God. It's legit. I yeah. had no idea. No, and they get some pretty cool guest stars on Electric Company. Morgan yeah. Freeman ever go back there as Easy Reader? <laughs> I, You know what? I, we should good. go check it out. We yeah. should just have, like, a, a Electric <laughs> Company uh, watch-a-thon and just... Yeah, no, uh, that was pretty good. But, no, I, I really think that there, there's not enough... There's not enough being put into kids' program. It's like, you know, it's like how boomers took all millennials' jobs and never, like, <laughs> gave themselves, like, the retirement that they dreamed of. So yeah. then we have, like, millennials waiting for their next job. Yeah. It's the same thing with kids' content, but millennials are doing it to zennials and alphas. Yeah. Like, as millennials, we need to recognize that we need to let go of Super Mario. Yeah. We need to let go of Barbie. We need to let go of Teen Titans, all these things. Exactly. Because it was made in that format for a certain age group. And I right. think that, you know, generically, the first world into pop culture is losing the whole, like, concept of what it, who it's made for. Like, sure. like, like sure. we all know that we see a rating and it says PG or PG-13, that that should also be the notifier of, like, where the content's going to scale. Exactly. So, like, if it says TVMA Super Mario, then, yes, it's for you. Yeah. But PG Super Mario, <laughs> that's obviously going to be for, like, the kids, kids. you know? Kids. So, I mean, aside from, like... The whole Chris Pratt, whatever. I didn't even care about. It. I was just oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. But like when you when you get into like who the content's really made for, they they don't they don't really think about it's for the kids, you know. And so I think what's great about Barbie is that we haven't gone through a major like franchise era for Barbie. I mean, yeah, it's always been there, 
you know, right. but like outside of some straight to VHS or DVD or like Sega Genesis video games or yeah. whatever, like it never really hit that high point of just like capitalized in the TV movie sphere. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. this has the chance of being the most safely adapted kids property that millennials and boomers don't go, you're stealing my child, hog. <laughs> you know, and then and then it really opens people's minds on top of the fact that it is like just it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. You yeah. can't deny it's fun. Anybody right. who watches that movie, like you don't get the right to be peeved about it if you don't watch it at least watch the trailer and if you tell me that you do not laugh during the barbie trailer then there's got to be something yeah. wrong with you yeah. bro because you don't yeah. have a soul then at yeah. that point i'm calling you out because it was funny there was garlic. no there was no punching down it didn't have to it was just like this whole bro off sequence in the end it was hilarious it good like it was good clean fun yeah and that's what we really need these days is good clean fun like i'm i'm all about like you know Cursing like a sailor and watch movies <laughs> where people punch each other in face and pew pew shirt lasers and like aliens explode out of your chest. But every once in a while, Bo needs a break. All right. Yeah. And, right. That, and that break comes in the form of a lighthearted summer film. This is Thank good. you, Greta Gerwig. Yes. You know, <clears throat> but but I will have to say, like, there's there's one downside to all of this. We're still we're still extracting from the IP farm. You know, we're just. We're just making like existing IPs into things, yeah. and then yeah. that's where the complaints are coming in, and it's coming in on both sides because you have people that are against certain types of content, and then you have like all the people going, "It's a woke agenda." It's like, bro, yeah. you know. So, and I see, I see like the two sides of it because it's like one consumers in general only like what's comfortable, yes, you know. So unless yeah. you get them comfortable with your IP before you introduce it, you know, right. kind of like what we're doing with Mokumoku is like, we're, exactly. we're putting it in your faces yeah. just trailers for a year until you go, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that that's the problem that, that Hollywood itself is facing in the IP bubble. Like, what will a, I don't think it will burst, but I think once people figure out the equation, it will slowly start to end for a while until yeah. like generations lose the knowledge of how to keep yeah, that intact. Yeah, and and I think it also. I mean, it's a very good point, and I think also it also involves getting more people who look like us who reflect the culture of what America is becoming. I mean, if you don't um, if you don't address that, and you don't have those storytellers in the room. You're always going to say, "Ah, oh, well, geez, we can't come up with it. Let's just grab this and make a re- uh, you know bad reboot of this." Um, I had heard somewhere this was like years ago, and I think you and I this was one of the first conversations we had. They were going to remake um, uh, "Big Trouble in Little China." Yeah, and I, I mean, I literally had like a, a cramp. I was like, "Don't you dare touch that movie! Don't you <laughs> dare touch that movie! It's just so great the way yeah. it is." And when, but you know, for lack of you know any other sort of like originality, that's what they're going to. Well, All I gotta say is, that up. if they bring it back, James Hong has to reprise his exactly. Role. That's the only thing. Like Uncle exactly. Al lived them all. Oh like, my god, he still looks the same. They beat like, me off to no end. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. It's your old pal Jack here. <laughs> oh man, no, and, and but. You know, I gotta say, even Kurt Russell is like yeah. got that baby face intact. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, man. but I mean, I think it's great that he's off making Santa Claus movies. Like, yeah, it's true. a perfect choice for our Santa Claus. Even though I gotta say, <laughs> Tim Allen returning in the Santa Claus was a pretty smart movie. That, but again, IP bubble. Like, yeah. Santa Claus is is an IP yeah. item that goes on that list of overdone to no end. Did you happen to see that uh, the, the Santa Claus movie where Santa Claus ends up? It's almost sort of like. Uh, 
Holy Night, Deadly Night mixed with kind of like um, like Die Hard, and Santa literally has to take out oh, all of these guys. Yes. Oh my God, yeah, I no, loved it. Genius and move. the humor in that was right yes. there, yes. right where it needed to be. Yes, because it, it just it shows that you can really push the limits of a mythos. Yes, I, I put that one right next to the movie Rare Exports. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I saw that yeah, one. That they go drilling into a mountain and they find a, there's just a guy in a cage like, what the hell is that? And it's like, that's Santa Claus, and he's pissed. It's like, you weren't supposed to let him out, bro. Now you're all going down. And you're getting more than gold in your stocking this year. Exactly. You were getting a boot. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, it was just, that. no, that was an insane, like, Santa movie. But again, I, thank you, horror, yeah. you know, and thriller movies for kind of, like, turning IPs upside down. Because I feel in some cases, you need some, like, Sharknetto-level thing. Yeah. for people to put it away. They're like, oh, they pushed it to its limit. Now we can't have it. And it's like, thank you for pushing it to yeah, its limit. Really? And now nobody will make 40 extra movies in that genre for a while. Thank it's, you. I'm going to put you away in the corner, bring you back in 20 <laughs> years, and then we'll play with you again. You know? But but on the upside of the continuing IP bubble is the Marvel Universe, you know? Yes. So, like, and, and there's been some hard points to stay along in the new phase. I mean, I got to say that, like, even though I liked all the content coming out so far, it really kind of started, like, just the the flow the speed in the flow and how everybody was tuned into it i think it dipped too much in the disney plus range not because the disney plus content was bad in any right it's because we didn't have enough reasons to return to the movie theater uh, yeah you know it's true we 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 had like it's that's tricky. really where we invested in the mcu was we went to the big screen and we all walked out of the theater like oh my god that was amazing did you see that with Thanos yeah. and the <laughs> you know and i think that you know it's really it's the it's the pandemic's fault in that sense. Yes, yeah, because they're like, well, we'll just move it to Disney Plus, right? You know, and right. so I mean, in that respect, it, it's held it together. But I think you know, after seeing like the Guardians trailer, and most of all, bro, the Marvels, yes, the Marvels, yeah. like genius yeah. move at this coming out this right point in time. Yeah. It ties together Monica Rambeau's appearance in Wandavision. Yes, it ties in Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel herself, yes. which that's just like a great story in itself. Yeah. And then we've got Danvers, you know, Brie Larson coming back, and this, you've got all three of them, and this whole entanglement story yeah. of how their powers are connected to each other, yeah. which is just like. For those of you who haven't really like read the the Captain Marvel mythos, like the whole like who's Captain Marvel, the exchange of powers, this whole entanglement thing, like totally speaks of just the whole handoff of the mantle that what it goes through. So seeing these three come together, yeah. like I think it's like a it's it's almost like a super buddy cop film. Yeah, you know exactly. Or but like to the sense exactly. of like, but more like a kids buddy cop film, like like cop and a half. You remember sure. that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm almost waiting for like Kamala to turn around and go, what comes after L? Bo. You know? <laughs> but it's it's true, and I mean, and you even like the sense that I get from from watching that trailer is you see a lot of opportunity for them to talk about sisterhood, yes. how women need to support each other, you know, all this backstabbing kind of like stuff, you know, that happens like in TikToks and all these kind of like beef videos. You, you, you're going to see these women of completely different backgrounds come together, and you know, and I think good. that that's what's necessary, you yeah. know, and this where I think this proves is like a little mini event. Avengers mission because yeah. the the Marvel 
the Marvels as a family really sit in this place of such great power and responsibility yep. that putting those three in a group film, yes. it, it, it's got to be on par with an Avengers film because the, the amount of power that's in between those three women right. is just phenomenal, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and what it could do for opening conversations because it's... It's one of those properties where you can clearly state that all these characters were made for a reason. They yeah. just haven't been IP washed into go, oh, well, let's just make a black Captain yeah. Marvel. And it's like, <laughs> right. no, bro, like Monica Rambeau, like Photon is a very important part of the mythos and Photon yeah. becoming Ms. Marvel and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it, it just it, it really is the, the MCU's chance to go beyond the toxic fan base conversation. Why aren't you just make a new thing? And it's like, bro, this was a new thing and we've been doing it this whole time. Exactly. So just give this one, watch this one. I'm not going to say give it a chance. I'm going to say watch, watch it. it. Watch it because it's going to be funny. It's going to it's gonna make you tear up a little bit. It might mean a little <laughs> chicken skin hitting there and there, bro. Give it one chance, bro. 100%, brother. 100%. But... Outside of the Marvels, uh, you know, we, we've got we've got a, a whole universe of things coming out from from Disney outside of just the MCU and like Star Wars, man, like Star Wars is just going to whole new levels right now. Like they just dropped like a whole bunch of trailers like Ashoka, the Acolyte, yeah. all these things at Star Wars Celebration. And it's just like, again, IP just, but the Mandalorian. Oh, we yeah, got we got it like I, I I've been managing to keep up. We're not going to talk about the newest episode because we're going to keep you away from them spoilers. But like, let's talk all the way up to last week. Brad, you've been keeping up on Mando. Yeah, man. I've been keeping up. I've been keeping up uh, that last episode. I, I dug that last episode, man. I mean, Dude. you know. It, well, yeah. it's it's risen to a point of like extending universe. Like everybody was complaining, like this isn't enough Mandalorian lore, and it's like, yeah. guys, yeah. we yeah. have to like get the whole Star Wars fandom into it. Yeah, like Mandalorians as like something that fans are into is such a like it was such an e extended universe thing sure. to know most of like Mandalorian lore. Half of it was was not canonized yeah. in the transfer over, but then some of it we're starting to see come up from like Star Wars Rebels and stuff like that. Right. So like I thought it was a really big thing the second that they introduced the Darksaber. Because yes. that was the sign that we were gonna we were gonna get into bigger conversations from rebels. We were gonna like really open the door to the next era of what the extended universe was going through. Yeah, and just the like I it, season one and two was really just like how do we get to know and love Din Djarin through his trials in having to having to get the baby and then love the baby and then steal the baby back and then have everybody hunting him down. You know, it's just like and. It, I, I have to say that it was what we needed. As much as people going, ah, Filoni did us wrong. And it's like, bro, you had to sit through those two seasons to get to what we have now. Did you have now? We sure. We really had sure, to. Sure, I mean, sure. if, to be able to like even get to that point in Book of Boba Fett where we cut back to the Mandalorian and and then, you know, he goes and he has the conversation with the armorer about like, yeah, I took off my helmet, but I've got this dark saber. And you're like, oh, we're going to kick you out anyways, bro, because this is the way. And then Paz Vizsla's like, I want that saber. That was my daddy's 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 saber. You know, and then that's when it really opened things up. When yeah. You see characters like Vizsla because that that shows how much they thought in going back to deep lore to canonize some of that deep lore. 
So, like, coming out of that and then into the new season, we had to get a couple of, like, fun, this is this is the end of the Din Djarin on the Run saga, and now it's really, like, what are Mando's up to? Sure, sure. And and uh, I, I heard you say this earlier, that um, <clears throat> that last episode kind of had a pace and a camaraderie to it of two mismatched cops who are going out. And they're interviewing different people to sort of like, okay, now where are these guys? They're yes, trying to find yes. like these guys. It was and Brooklyn Nine Nine in space. Yes, it was. It really was. They went from <laughs> Yo yeah, Jimbo to yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine in space, <laughs> and that, and I think that that was the most interesting part of like how art house yep. the series has been. And they're like, no, we're gonna have a fan episode right now, and then just space Lizzo. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and, I, and I'm not even. The I biggest, was surprised. To see, I, I was like, not too. the biggest Jack Black fan. Like yeah. he has a place in in movie music history for me. Sure, like, sure. Long live Tenacious D, bro. <laughs> like rock on. <laughs> but like, just the idea that the second that they walk into the room and you can barely see him at the end of the hall, but then you hear his voice, and you're like, oh my god, is that Jack Black? I think. Yeah. I think I'm okay with this. I think I'm okay with Jack Black being in The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, okay. But then, like, the way they explain him in as a character being this, like, expat imperial who's, like, reformed his life. And you know very well that he was, like, some one percenter's kid that got bought <laughs> Yeah, out. right, right. And it's just like, Take this know, money, oh, go. they did such terrible things to me. And it's like, bro, your daddy probably just rubbed two nickels and got you out. Uh, uh, you know? <laughs> but, then, but then he's reformed and married to Lizzo. Hey, okay. Hey, you know, can't that's, fault him for marrying your that, sister. That's how you know he's he. You know, because that's how you know. Like putting putting a character like that with a gray area against someone with just such exuberance yeah, and power yeah, as yeah, Lizzo. Yeah, it's like you know he must be fixed because Space Lizzo wouldn't take that. Space Lizzo wouldn't put up with that any day of the week. So you know he's not a fake imperial who's gonna ruin. He had things. pretty hair though. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you know his his beard was. His yes. beard was slamming. Yes, so. he kind of it kind of reminded me of the beard of that guy in Mom and Dad Save the World. That, that works for Todd. Yes, you exactly. That yeah, I remember Mom that and was... Dad Save the World with John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, uh, "Goatee and mutton chops." <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh Todd, That's... I love you so much. <laughs> you know, I immediately when I saw his, I thought of I thought of the guy in in Mom and Dad. Only Save you could have thought. Only you could have put that together. Oh my God! But no, it, it really hilarious. it really went into a great direction with the show because like we got a way to break away from everything and that cute moment of just like Grogo like please oh. hold me and Din Djarin's like nah he doesn't like much anybody and, 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 he just, and there he goes and he's like bro you gotta understand everybody likes Lizzo okay she smells like cocoa butter you kidding me in outer space y'all she's probably the only one soliciting cocoa butter in outer real. space she's still an Afro Sheen products up there, Soul Train is going on. So, to you, Space Lizzo, yes, rock on, sister. Yes, yes. oh man, no, but like, but Mando has gone to such great heights, and then, and then they're saying that Mando's going to close out with a movie. 
that yeah, right? Yeah, so we, we're going to wrap the series and then Din Djarin and Grogu on the big screen. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. we need. That's it's, what I'm That's, that's the what Star I'm Wars see. movie yes. we need. That's I mean, there's a lot see. of cool other Star Wars movies coming out, but I think that we really need to shake up the big screen Star Wars yeah. with true extended universe. Yeah. So then it opens everybody's mind to what's to come next. And even the revisit of Daisy Ridley is going to come back. Yeah. They're saying you know, the return yeah, yeah. of a Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, is there any say on who's going to direct uh, or, or write? Or, I mean, is, well, is that, I know you know, that is, like, is that John? Well, I mean, most of it's all like Filoni and Favreau are shaping the universe, right. you know, and then like look at the catalog of directors they have. Man, I mean, they got, I mean, they got Robert Rodriguez, you know, he did, did the premiere episode this season, and then you had Carl Weathers got another episode. Yeah. And, yeah. and Weathers is just, I mean, he's really grown as a talent in the industry. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's always been pushed to the back time and time again, politically, otherwise, exactly. and everything in between, you know. It, it just it really shows that when you stick through and you play the game right, right. that you get your chance to shine. Yeah. And Mandalorian has been a great place for Carl Weathers to shine. This is true. Like I really like his character, how he goes from you know being just that like guy you get stuff from as a as a as a mercenary to being the guy who turns on you to being the guy that you got to bail out and then exactly. he's in turn giving everything. Like there's such growth, the long yeah. burn arc on Carl Weathers' character and then also knowing how much he has a hand yeah. in directing it and bringing the yeah. talent out and then Bryce Dallas Howard. <clears throat> yeah, I you mean, know? you know, it's the just... bench of the directors that they have are like next level. It is, next it is. Level. And then they have they have even like some of the new Star Wars will have Taika <clears throat> Waititi involved in them. Yeah, you know, man, so yes. like, and then knowing all the extended cast that comes into that and all the people that work with them. Yeah. You know, one, one of the forums I was on uh, talking about Star Wars movies like a lot of people are just like, why do we have to have all these major celebrities in here? It's like, bro, that's what we're like. It's it, there's nothing wrong with putting some of these people in yeah. here because everybody grew up with Star Wars. Like, and again, it goes back to Lizzo. People are like, who is Lizzo? First of all, you lying if you don't know who okay, Lizzo really. is. All right, <laughs> that queen deserves your attention here or in space or otherwise. Exactly. Okay, if you're saying I don't know who Lizzo is, you're doing that just to like troll a forum, bro. Everybody knows who Lizzo is. Don't lie to yourself. All right. I don't even listen to that much Lizzo, and I know who Lizzo is. All this right, is true. all right, because if you don't even listen to her music, well, you have you have at least caught up with her playing that flute. And I mean, yeah. that, I mean, and that yeah. was bomb right there in itself. Exactly. That proved that she could go Did to she space. She like a solid gold flute from. Yeah. Like James uh, Madison, J yeah, it was like, like James that. Madison's like two hundred year old flute, and she like pops up on stage and play like, this. Da -da -da -da. slave on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll we'll bleep that later. Mark it, Tony. <laughs> Brad slipped. Oh, don't tell the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> but but no. So like we we've really we've really reached a point that um, that like. It's it's such it's a mythos that's been around so long that like you have to let everybody play in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's going to be a great platform to lift up new faces and voices. Definitely. But at the same time, you know, a good franchise needs dependable people inside of it that will drive people to watch it or go to the yeah, theaters. True. And it's like Pedro true. Pascal was that great middle ground choice oh, because yeah. like he was just high up enough at the time to where people were like Pedro Pascal is a Mandalorian. I'm in. And then other people are like, who is that guy? And then they flip through some of his stuff and like. Okay, Chansom, you know, so like it was right. it was a great move there. And mm -hmm. I think that like putting in big faces as cameos is a great saving 
maneuver. Like you're not yeah. shoehorning them in as major people, mm-hmm. unless of course, like you want to just really hand them something. But I mean, again, like Christopher Lloyd was in that episode yeah. too. And then people were like, this is just overabundant in A-list cameos. And it's like, dude, you don't understand the TV series is about to end. And then we're going to go into a movie. So we got to get all of our crazy cameos out of the way exactly. now. So that way we can go back to what is necessary. So Mando Mando is doing its job. It's all in the plan. It is. All in the this plan. is the way. It's, it's in, in the, the plan. plan, bro. It is in <laughs> the plan. So, um, so yeah. So, so Mando's good. Um, a, a little something that I kind of want to bring up for a second before I really get into to my hardcore diatribe about something I've been trying to push the whole universe into loving and liking. But before we get to that moment, uh, Brad, I, I, I realized that you didn't even hear about this. And it just like randoed into my feed today because like I follow him. So like <laughs> Snoop Dogg trickles into my feed today and he's like, check this out. I'm making Snoop cereal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. June. In June, there will be a Snoop cereal to enjoy with your breakfast. That's right. That's right. What says wake and bake better? Yeah. (laughs) The wake and bake master. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Now, is that that like a collab with him and like Martha Stewart? They're both high and they're... Because she smokes a lot, I heard. I think she smokes more than Kevin Smith on a weekend. I think she does. Yeah. I think she does. And and I know she didn't learn that in jail because she she is like a queen of like rolling. It's like a Martha Stewart living. Like she could probably do like a little like make and take class on making your own pre-rolls. Oh, man. I'll, I'll tell you. Paper. I, I met her for a moment. There was a friend of mine who um, shot some some images for, uh, for, for the magazine. And we were shooting like all these different like panini sandwiches and stuff like that yeah. and everybody like huge kitchen huge kitchen you know big windows all natural light we're sitting there we're working all day having a great time the, the all the different chefs are sort of making the sandwiches coming as soon as she walked in the room they all completely changed and she just <laughs> sort of like walked by she was like mm, that's not right you know change that mm, make another sandwich it's there it's like and Cecil B. DeMille coming on set. oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> big big cigarette <laughs> cigarette holder. Mm, that is inappropriate. Mm, what are you? Oh, what's your name? Oh You're my fired. god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even work for you. You're fired anyway. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She's, Put this she's on the man on the payroll and take him off of it right now. <laughs> but I tell you, I mean, what she was on the uh, comedy roast yes. for? Uh, I think Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. my god! Whoever that, that material that they wrote for her was great. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't you know, know. So she's, she's and I thought that was that was a good safe roast too, because like yeah. roast had hit like an all time of just like why are we roasting this person? Yeah, and then it's like okay, <laughs> I think Justin Bieber's safe because we're not going to get like weird like industry sex jokes because yeah, exactly. like the kids clean and then like. I mean, maybe we'll laugh about his Lyme disease. Maybe we won't. But, like, he sits in a safe target range of, like, nobody's going to, like, hardcore take it to exactly. a limit. That it's just, and you can have someone like Martha Stewart there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, la- last major thing uh, that I want to talk about before we get to our hideaway ha trapped you moment. Uh, quantum Leap. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. All right. Brad. Did, did you know about the new Raymond Lee Quantum Leap that I, came out? I, I only knew about it because I hear you talk about it so much. But even, you know, I'm, I'm being an irresponsible friend. I should have watched it. I, I, Dude. I, I, I love the fact of the, the new leading guy. Yes. You know, I think yes. that's fantastic. So it, it definitely deserves everybody's time to actually check it out. So did you ever watch the original Quantum oh, Leap? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean Stockwell, Scott oh, yeah. Bakula. I mean, man. Yeah. No, I mean, in. 
the thing is, is like that show, that show was what in, and here's the funnier part is like, again, the anti-woke mob came out and was just like, you ruined my TV show. It's like, bro, yeah. time travel shows are woke. Star yeah. Trek is woke. X-Men is literally just a woke saga noting on like transgenderism and, yeah. and, and homosexuality and outcast society yeah. culture and all that stuff. So like, I thought it was very interesting that like just the casting alone made people upset and it's like bro <laughs> scott bacula was leaping into women and having a baby scott bacula literally did a driving miss daisy episode yes. yeah. as a black man and sat at a counter and asked for a sandwich there you go. all right there so like go. that show is meant to go places to put you in other people and i think that in that sense of what scott bacula's sam beckett character did opened up a whole generation of people that had to go, wow, man, right. that face in the mirror could be me yeah. if I opened my mind. And I have to say that like that part of the show is intact. Yeah. But the hardest thing to to really get into to make sure that they were respecting the old show was like, how were they going to handle the whole Sam Beckett goes missing? Uh. Because at the end of season five, it literally ends with this title card that was added in after in the rebroadcast. It goes, Sam Beckett never returned home. Series canceled. Wow. Yeah, I just go then. Sam Beckett never returned home. Whoa. Yeah. Man. And so, like, the best part I have to say about this is one, we bring in some old characters, we introduce some new characters. So, like, the biggest thing is the Quantum Leap chamber itself ziggy the supercomputer is still there and then ernie hudson shows up as the guy running the facility because mm. he's playing magic who was the guy that scott bacula his character leapt into in season four when he goes wow. back to vietnam to save his brother wow and so then this guy remembers <laughs> that he was leapt into and then he gets pulled into Project Quantum Leap, and then they kind of make mentions about Al, Dean Stockwell's character, which then he passed away, you know, sure. before production started. But I think, like, where the show is going, it's really, it's caught in enough legs to the point to where we could get Scott Bakula back. Like, it's, it's in the ether. Like, people yeah. are talking about it. I don't know if it can be completely confirmed because a lot of the places that were putting out the, the articles about Scott Bakula could return type of thing, it just didn't seem like it was, you know, like, didn't. Eh, I don't know. We'll find out maybe. Like, let's ask him at the next convention we go to, yeah. you know? But uh, I would surely like it. But the biggest part is, like, they go to the future at the end of this season. Okay. So, which is something that the show's never done because it's always fixing the past of what went wrong to make it right. right. But, like, for me as a kid, when I was always dreaming up, like, where would Quantum Leap go? It's like, of course, you have to go to the future at some point in time because if they're fighting other, because at the end of the saga in the original one, there were these evil leapers that he was mm. fighting against, right? Mm -hmm. And so then yep. it's like, where are these evil leapers coming from? Yep. Other time travelers don't exist in the year 1999 at that point in time. They gotta be coming from the future because then they know what they have to unfix to make it wrong oh, again, wow. right? Yeah. So then the biggest mind blow yeah. of the new show is that Ziggy, the supercomputer, could be the bad guy. He could be low though. Pulling the strings Z all the time. Yeah, Ziggy. Well, because then that's the thing is then like they they in the future the quantum leap program gets taken over by the government and they send back this guy and it leads to this whole thing of like Leaper X, which you guys have to watch it. Okay, I'm not gonna over spoil it, but I've given you enough to know what's gonna more or less happen over the season. But that will just filter out of your head after you get through like three or four episodes. But bomb all the way. It is beautiful and i think the next season will be even more beautiful especially if we can get mr scott bacula in there yeah, that'd be great but 
Speaking about what went wrong that needs to be made right, our last subject of today. <clears throat> Sir. Two, two, two essential people and what was a three-person deal. You know, So in, in the center of the Tennessee Three, you know, it was great to have an ally, someone to stand up next to that. But yeah. Justin and Justin. Yeah. I think it's one. It's interesting. Justin be, squared. Yeah, J squared. <laughs> J squared right there in the Tennessee. Right? So, brother... Brad, take us through a little bit of this, so that way it's not just me talking. Yeah, sure. So basically, what you had is um, uh, you you had um, the mass shooting that happened in um, in Tennessee, and uh, days after that, um, uh, the the two the two just the two Justins were 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 trying to um, you know be recognized on the floor to actually bring forward some some new ideas of how they could actually bring about. Uh, gun reform and uh, a ban on assault weapons. Yeah, but the House there in Tennessee is completely uh, the majority is is all uh, GOP run. Yeah. So there were tactics where they were number one they weren't being recognized. Number two they were being recognized, but then like their mics were being cut off uh, mid sentence. You know, just, moves. Yeah, just sort of like moves. all these kind of like things. And um, and Gloria, sort of like the who makes up the third of the Tennessee Three. Same thing was happening to her. She was just being talked down to, you know, she was being brushed off, all this kind of like stuff. So basically what these guys were just like, you know what, let's just get megaphones. Let's go to the front and let's and let's speak up. And that was what they did. And for that, they were say, oh, you guys broke the rules and this, this, this. And then they were talked down to again like they were, you know, uppity black Yeah, which men. is crazy. And then the, the other thing was is that the, the, the GOP has now learned how to use things that were used against them for practical reasons to turn against other people. Yeah. So then the whole idea that, like, part of this whole what led to the expulsion process was saying that they were inciting violence yeah. because the crowd outside. And then, like, I guess, I guess someone in the crowd spit on them. It's like, bro, if you're a terrible human being and someone spits on you, like, I mean, I know that's totally like a medieval England pox upon your house type of thing to do. But, like, it's kind of a sign that you're probably not doing your job as an elected official <laughs> okay. if your constituency wants to... Yeah, him. yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I, I just... I'm confused by that, especially even more confused that, that like, what, who was that guy that, like, they had him on, like, TikTok or something, and they're just like, we want to ban AR-15s, and he turns around and he's like, well, uh, you know, I don't know why you want to ban them, but if there's a gun that you like being shot with more, please yeah. let me know. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Did you, that guy did yeah. not just get, like taken out and tarred oh and feathered for saying that. Oh my God. That is a complete sign of how much our elected officials in that, that region are detached from the people. Oh you have thousands of mothers screaming outside yeah. Yeah. for gun reform, and he has the audacity to tell me which one would you like to be shot with. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, uh, I wish I'd have brought the, the, uh, the, the, the graphic with me, but there is a percentage of all the different sort of like religious domination or you know uh, folks that yeah. live in our country. And more than like 75% yes. of most of them yes. want gun reform. They want these assault rifles off the street. The pendulum is swinging in our nation towards a progressive movement. Sometimes it'll it'll wean back for the right reasons, but this is a reason that it needs to move the other way. As yeah. someone who loves to sit in the center and watch everybody bicker and go, eventually you got to compromise. I'll be here waiting in the middle till you do. I, you know, the statistics are there. Yeah, you know, gun reform needs to happen. Look at all the other countries. 
countries that that are that are clean and safe with this, you know. And then the conversation tends to go back. The left is just as much at fault as the right right now because you know how much of the conversation were they hard pushing on reform and then not focusing on mental health. And then by the time that they focused on mental health, the GOP is focused on mental health. Yeah. But then they're not focused on reform. Exactly. And then what you have is you'll have the GOP say that they want to focus on mental health, and then a vote will come up to actually put a program forth. And they'll be like, oh no, forget Can't that. Sense. Yeah. So, no, yeah. you know, it's just like you can't win. Um, and, and then I'll tell you, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but it happened yes, It happened th- th- this morning. Um, there was another. So yesterday there was another. Yeah. Um, th- there were another two shootings. Yeah. And the mayor of Kentucky got up there and was just like, you know, all choked up. And he was just like, we got to do something about this because one of my friends died. Yeah. And it and. I hate to say it, but I mean, how many times have we seen as people of color, it only gets serious until it starts happening to people who are in power. Or or if the person who does it is now on the opposite side of things. Thank you. So it's like this whole time, how many times that the shooter was like some crazed type of person that matched the demographic that's their constituency. But then like a trans kid comes out as the one in a billion chance and shoots up a place and they go, ah, it's because they were trans. Sure. No, it's because (laughs) like we have a screwed up world and everyone is now susceptible to just being a terrible a hundred percent, hundred percent, and and it doesn't, you know, it's it's the it's the people, you know, whether they're blue, whether they vote red, whether they're trans, like whatever, they shouldn't have access to that gun. Yeah, nobody, yeah, you exactly. know, of any well, and especially like when you ask the guy who invented the AR-15 what it's for. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's where you go back to the source, which that's the craziest thing. Right. Is how many times that you can actually like get the source that goes like, I don't know why people need this at home. It's yeah. like this is literally a weapon of war. Yeah. Okay. We have plenty yeah. of other items. I mean, hell, there's no waiting period for a shotgun in most states. Exactly. So if you're really about home defense, nothing says I'm gonna get you, sucker, like buckshot <laughs> or like splatter rounds. Totally. Like I mean, you can get totally. so many weapons same day in America totally. that really it's. It's the fact that that weapon particularly is made to go after a mass. It's made so yeah. one guy can play Rambo. Literally. Okay, you Literally. don't want to call it an assault rifle. That's fine, but you know what I'm going to call it? I'm going to call it a Rambo gun Here because you, go. you could seriously go straight into the Viet Cong and take on 200 guys at sure. once with it, sure. and then fly off in the chopper with yeah. it in your arms. Yeah. It's like that's what it's made to do. That's what the manufacturer intended it to do. But now we live in a day and age where everybody's like, "Look under your chairs. It's an AR-15." <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you get an AR-15. You get an AR-15. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, and, and and every time something like that happens, I'll go to Costco. I'm just like, okay, now how the hell would I get out of here if something went down? You know, I go to Zippy's. It's just like, hey, where's the back door? Well, you, you know, know, could have a menu and nowhere. I have to say that we're in a much safer place out here in Maui than anywhere else in the world. I hope so, man. Like, I don't. I hope so. Knock on wood. Yeah. But. Seriously, we have a different mentality out here, and as long as that mentality doesn't change, because sure. I know a lot of responsible gun owners out here, sure. and I'm not here to say I'm going to take your guns away, bro. I just want sensible legislation that stops some crack-headed, like skewed reality.
personalities, sure, yeah. problems gone, yeah. wife beating dad who has 20 extra guns to start his militia Definitely. that his his deranged child that he beat for 10 years picks up and goes to school and shoots everyone up. There you go. That's what we're trying to stop. Right. We're just trying to create enough to stop the crazy because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, everybody gets one. Yeah. Everybody can have one. This is yeah. a free country. Go ahead and have one. Exercise your Second Amendment right, even though that's not what the Second Amendment means. means right. Okay. You know, <laughs> that's a whole like, nother show. Well-formed militia. <laughs> not a bunch of neighbors who want to shoot up beer cans, kid, right? Right. right. Okay. <laughs> See what he did there? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, he mentioned <laughs> last night's episode. Ooh. <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we are at we're at a point where it's it's insane to think that we've flipped the script on certain things. You know, we, we've turned gun control into a bad word. We've turned woke into a bad word. We've we've turned justice itself yeah. into a bad word. Right. And it's clear that the people responding in defense of the bad thing are bought out. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. doing it because it's the right thing to do. They're not just like standing alone against like a world of like problems and they're stopping us from a madhouse idea. It's like it's not like we're taking food away from the masses. It's not totally. like we're forcing you to watch certain things. It's we're literally saying that a a, a destructive device that can mow down a field full of children yeah. on a on a Monday afternoon yeah. should not exist yeah. in the hands of certain people. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And the other thing is the audacity of some of these uh, these these leaders um, on the Republican side. Because and and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, if they're d- Democrats doing it, they shame on them too. These guys are wearing like the AR-15 pins. It's just like, yep. hey, you know what? Instead of wearing that pin, bro, why don't you wear a five by seven of what was left of that nine year old? You know what I mean? Wow. You wow. know, no, come I correct. Say, you well, know, you, you know, you're going to do, come on. That that got dark fast, but to Heck a degree, yeah. I, I agree. But I also, what's crazy in that sense is how many put an AR-15 there and they take down the American flag when they do it. Man. See, that's not a patriot. Yeah, they're trying to start some Gilead level crap. Thank you. Like it just Thank doesn't you. doesn't make sense to me that like you would you would take off the one thing you say you're patriotic about, right. and then that's like putting a new god up. That's right. like saying I do not I do not abide by this god. I have created my new god, exactly. and this is the new embodiment of patriotism. Yeah, and it's just it's it's scary. Yeah. It really is, you know. And I it's bad for sensible gun owners. Yeah. It's bad for non gun owners. It's just it's bad for business. Bad for life. Bad for everything. We need to be in a sensible world yes yes Yes. and thank you for helping me make sense of this world today brad (laughs) brother pleasure it's good to have you on the show please let people know how they can check you on the gram and on the facebook instagram is brad starks double zero one and i'm on facebook uh speaking my mind usually All Almost about every day. All the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, um, I am going to be very busy and very, uh, uh, I- I- I'll still be on Facebook and-, and doing stuff, but I'm excited about, we got Moku Moku coming up. That's and right. That's gonna be, Camera drops May yeah, 9th. I'm going to love I'm it. I'm looking for that. Yes. You know, I'm we'll, still going to make sure that this show is on this time. Like I kind of let it get in my way that like I, di- I didn't. I didn't broadcast for a couple months, but I got to say it led to some great opportunities. And now we are here at KAKU 5 FM. New home. The voice of Maui, the home of the radio revolution. Rabbit holes with you today. Mahalo for joining us. Mahalo, Brad. Mahalo. Always. Tony in the booth. Hey, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You folks have a wonderful day. We will see you next time. Aloha. Oh, man. That's slick. Ooh. 
Thank <laughs> you.